In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, we're, we're grateful to be standing strong on day four of this pursuit of God. We're thankful for Pastor Florence and Reverend Joe Olaya for their amazing ministry that has been such a blessing to us. We reminisced um, about where this journey started literally 25 years ago at the start of this church. And we're grateful that they've stayed with us on this journey. They've been there for us. And I'd like you to just welcome their ministry after the video introduction. Um, and let's just show we appreciate what God is doing with them in our lives. Please sit back for the video introduction. Reverend Joe Olaya is a dynamic servant of God who has maintained a consistent walk with the Lord for several years. His calling has been to raise up men and women of God who can do supernatural works for the enlargement and establishment of God's kingdom. For more than three decades, God has used him tremendously in Nigeria and around the world to minister the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ with powerful signs, wonders and testimonies following. We are privileged to have him here with us today. Please rise and give a warm welcome to Reverend Joe Olaiya. Praise the Lord. 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 Father, we thank you. Thank you because our cry over this nation has been heard. Thank you because the answer is also following. We are grateful to you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing us. It will not happen after we are gone. It will all happen while we are still here. We will gather and celebrate the flooding of this nation with your spirit. With a great revival that will consume and drive out all strange gods. Amen. That the sons and daughters of men that have been held captive in lies and in darkness will be liberated in this land. Amen. That you brought them here to find salvation. They will find salvation. Amen. Glory be to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Someone shared the revelation with Pastor Agu, sent it to him, and he forwarded it to me, confirming that God is going to give us a great overflow. I believe in visions. I believe in revelations. Because they are the 
visions come giving us information that are not available to us on natural planes. And they tell us what God is about to do or what he's already doing in the spiritual realm, which is yet to be made manifest in the physical realm. And because of that revelation, we have a change of direction because God wants to flood this place with an overflow tonight. There's going to be a breakthrough. And therefore, I will just go straight to things that constitute barriers to breakthrough. I'll take the three of them, and then we're going to deal with them in prayers. And I'm trusting the Lord as, I, I don't know, maybe you have never witnessed the collapse of a dam. When there is a collapse, then there is a flooding. There's going to be a flooding in our lives. Overflow of blessings. And there are two kinds of blessings that will overflow. Overflow of sweet wine and overflow of oil. The sweet wine stands for everything that brings joy and gladness. Blessing. The oil stands for everything that brings virtue and power. And whichever direction you need both overflows. He said, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I want to check the principle that is in Joel chapter 2 from verse 23 to verse 28. But 27 is where it says, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. Now, why wine and oil? Sweetness and anointing. Both go together. If you have sweetness without the oil, you might get into trouble. And if you have oil without the sweetness, you'll be frustrated. So both go together. There will be sweetness in your life. And I dare to say the sweetness stands for everything that brings joy and gladness into your life. Now, if you look at Joel chapter 2, from the 23rd verse is, uh, is a happening, the outpouring of his spirit upon all flesh, the restoration of blessings, of the rain, of harvest, of blessings and the like. This followed after a terrible time of scarcity and lack and affliction and suffering. What caused the lack? What caused the affliction? If you go back to Psalm 23, there was no anointing of overflowing oil with overflowing oil until the enemy had been dealt with. There was an enemy that showed up. And the psalmist said, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Before then, he said, yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil. That means things that are fearsome, things that are dreadful. You face those challenges. Then you come to the position. You are face to face with the enemy. And he says, no, you are not going to run from the enemy. Sit down here. I prepare a table before you as, uh, to, to give you, to feed you spiritually and make you adequate to withstand the enemy. Then, after dealing with the enemy, there's an overflow. God will deal with the enemy. So I say that to say this, that the reason why the overflow only came after the enemy had been dealt with is that if the enemy is not dealt with, the overflow will be prevented. Now, that, 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 then when you go to 
the shepherd's gospel of St. John chapter 10, which we have read severally, you'll find that Jesus did not talk about having abundantly until he had spoken about the enemy. And he said, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, the person he refers to as the thief is the same person he refers to as the hireling. Now, I, I want you to follow this with your spirit. Now, who is this hireling? He says, anyone that came before me claiming to be the Messiah, the solution, claiming to be the light, claiming to be the way, anyone who came before me is a hireling and not the shepherd. He does not own the sheep, so he doesn't give his life for the sheep. But the hireling sees the wolf coming and runs and abandons the sheep to face the trouble. Then he calls that hireling a thief. He calls him a robber. Then he goes on to detail the mission of the thief. So the reason why the hireling is come, and that hireling, let me go further, coming in various appearances, every false religion that claims to give people life but leads them to destruction is the hireling. Every false prophet that claims to bring the word of God but gives them falsehood, gives them lies, is a hireling. Because the, the, the entire, the whole purpose, the entire mission of false religion, the entire mission of false prophet is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then Jesus said, but I, the good shepherd, I have come, I'm diametrically opposed to what they are doing. I have come to do the opposite of what they have done. I have come to give my life as a ransom. I have come to lay down my life for my sheep. I have come to restore that which has been stolen. I have come to give life that has been taken because death to kill is to steal life, to terminate life. But I have come to give back life. Then he said, finally, I have come to give more abundantly. Meaning, whatever was taken off you, whatever was stolen, whatever was destroyed, I will restore, but I will do much more. Now, there is something that, has, that is robbing Satan is using to rob us of effective prayer. And I want to deal with that today. And the devil will give way from your life. Now, we all know the story of Job. If Job faced what he faced in our time, we shall see those events as accidental. But fortunately for us, the scripture recorded in Job chapter 1 that what happened to Job happened after a discussion ensued between Satan, the adversary, and God. Satan paid particular attention to Job because of his prosperity. Let me tell you that Jesus' house has made a mark in this nation. And Satan has paid attention to Jesus' house. But the good news is this. For the same reason, the attention of heaven is over Jesus' house. Can I hear your Amen. So I don't want you to be scared. 
Now, there is joy in heaven over every single sinner that repents. But there is sorrow in hell over every single sinner that repents. So what annoys hell gives joy to heaven. What gives joy to heaven provokes hell. I want you to understand, therefore, for us to have an overflow, the enemy must be dealt with. And I look at the hireling, I consider the hireling as a trial, not just um, one single hireling. I consider the hireling as a trial. So you look at it and say, who is this hireling? Well, the hireling, everybody will easily say is the devil, but I just want you to take a look at this. Jesus described the hireling as one on a mission to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he says he's the good shepherd, and these are his own qualities. He ensures our safety, confronts the wolf for us, shields us, and so on. He ensures that we go in and out and come in safely and find pasture. He lays down his own life for us. But the hireling, posing as a shepherd, is a thief on a mission. It's false religion. It has no solution to sin, no victory. Somebody tells you, you're going to make it to heaven. Um, the only way you will make it to heaven is on the last day you'll be judged. And when you are judged, you weigh your good works. And then your bad works. We wonder how it weighs out. One will cancel out the other. So I just ask you, pastor, what good work will a man do to you to appease you after he has slept with your wife? that you give him a pass mark. What good work will anyone do to you, woman, after he has killed your only son that will free your heart and you will love the person and allow him eternally into your kingdom? Stop this rubbish of good work. It's hirelings. False religion, false prophets. The sheep does not belong to the hireling. All that are calling themselves gods did not create man and do not own man. Once there is trouble, man is abandoned. The doctrines that rob you of life and joy and peace cannot be from God. The actual mission is to steal from the sheep, kill the sheep, destroy the sheep. And the devil is out to do one or the three of all of these in any human life. So consider the doctrines you are following. Consider the religion you are holding on to. There's a trial robbery gang on a trial deadly mission. It's sin, Satan, and death. They are jointly on a mission to steal, to kill, and destroy. Satan, the hireling, has various outfits in the world being used to accomplish this deadly mission. Satan is out to accomplish his mission, to steal, 
to kill, to destroy, two various outfits. And to take the spiritually discerning to recognize who is behind. I dare to say some outfits in the name of Christian churches are employed by Satan to do the same. Seeing Satan and death are working as a team, collectively and individually, to achieve the deadly mission. And this is their operation. Sin on his own can kill. Sin on his own steals. Sin hinders prayers. Sins hinders blessings. Sin destroys. Just sin without the devil. Just sin without the devil. Sin kills. Sin destroys. It's the foreigner. It's the one that goes ahead. And so when Christians trivialize the issue of sin, they open the door for the devil to come in. Jesus answered in John 8, 34. He said, most assuredly I say to you, the New King James Version, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. 36 says, therefore if the Son of Man shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. So Jesus gave the analysis but also gave the solution. Sin is out to make a slave of you. In the God's Word version, see, I can guarantee this truth. Whoever lives a sinful life is a slave to sin. In message version, I tell you the most solemn, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a dead end life and is in fact a slave. When men still indulge in sin after they have promised and taken an oath that they will never indulge again, they still do against their will and conviction. This is a proof that they are under a yoke master who is compelling them to do what they hate to do. That's what Paul said in Romans chapter 7. They must get extra help from a greater power. That is the deliverance that only comes in the name of Jesus. Whenever a vice, a habit, and an indulgence assumes the status of the master over your life, then know that a devil is probably involved. I met a young girl who struggled with masturbation for years, wept, fasted, and cried, and would not be free. Did everything until one day she had an encounter and she, the power of God came down and a demon was manifesting. I commanded the demon to leave and it refused to go. Then I halted. I said, God, what's happening? And the demon spoke. He said, I hate this girl. I told her to break her virginity. She refused. I told her to do this. She refused. She said she's preserving herself. She wants to be a powerful evangelist. I hate her. She is stubborn. So I got infuriated. How can a demon be speaking these nasty things? So I suspended the demon and I asked, yeah, what are you struggling with? She said, masturbation. Have you ever told anyone? I said, no one. You are the first person I'm telling. I said, thank you for telling me. Do you want your freedom? I said, I want it. Say this simple prayer. In the name of Jesus, I resist this strange spirit. She had treated it all her life as a habit. She didn't know an extra power had gotten involved. Immediately she resisted the spirit. 
the anointing came like fire on her. She shouted, it's God. I am free. The strange urge vanished. Listen to me. Jesus alone is the solution to sin. There was a pastor who resigned his pastorate, resigned his ministry because he couldn't quit smoking. Until one day, during the period of his resignation, when he had left the job, he was walking alone and the spirit said to him, and he was complaining and said, Lord, you know I hate what I'm doing. You know I love to preach, but I cannot preach because I'm a smoker and I've done everything, I've fasted. The more I fast, the more I smoke. And the Lord Jesus said, so, who saved you? Say, Jesus, you did. By your efforts, say, no, you died for me. Why are you struggling on your own? He kept quiet. He knew it was the spirit. The Lord said, I died to set you free, and I will take you out of it. Take my instructions, and he heard the voice of the spirit. Remove that pack of secret, drop it. He obeyed. And the Lord said, don't smoke again until I tell you to. He said, yes, Lord. He went home. He got to the house. The spirit said, clean out your house. Take every dirty thing out of this house. Everything cigarette, lighter, everything. He obeyed the Lord. The challenge came when he would go to sleep. The challenge came after meal. The challenge came when he went to the toilet. Those three powerful times. And the next challenge will be when he will wake up in the morning. Every smoker craves to smoke on those occasions. For the first night, he slept without smoking. He woke up and felt very good. He prayed. He dropped his head. He said, this is real. Jesus had taken it. I don't care what you are going through. The name of Jesus brings you the solution. Sin diverts and keeps blessings. Look at Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 25. Put it up in various versions. Put it up in NK, New King James. Put it up in Amplifier and put it up in Message. Your iniquities have turned these things away and your sins have withheld good from you. Your iniquities have turned these blessings away and your sins have kept good, good harvests from you. Of course, you don't... Of course... You don't. Your bad, your bad behavior blinds you to all this. Your sins keep my blessings at a distance. Are you one of those people that you see blessing coming but it never arrives? Something seems to block them off. Let's deal with the sin. The good news is this. Jesus has made provision for your sin. Sin diverts and keeps blessings away. When efforts that should translate into abundance and affluence fizzles out into lack, when expected blessings are consistently diverted or never arrive, when hopes are always dashed, you wonder what it is keeping the blessings at bay. A thorough inward search may reveal a standing sin, a recurring indulgence that has become our delight against the voice of our conscience, which we must turn from them to get our breakthrough. For Israel, the rain stopped because of their stubbornness. Simple voice, honor the Lord with your tithes and offering. And we still have 70% of believers in church who don't believe in tithing. 
What then do you believe in? I am the Lord, I change not. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, he was speaking about tithes. That simple voice said, bring in your tithes and I will rebuke the devourer and I'll keep the heavens open. Blessings that are failing to arrive when expected may be failing to arrive because they are kept at bay by our disobedience to honor God with our tithes. I've seen many people. There was a lady, she joined the church and started doing well. The Lord prospered her extremely. She had fantastic, outstanding testimonies. Then she got blessed and got blessed and people started attracting her. Some false prophets got into her mind and she left the church and went and followed these fellows and before long they gave her tolerance to sin and she began to enjoy sin and she thought she took the blessings of God for granted. Then she then the dry season started, the drought started, the famine started. It started from famine of the word of God, then it resulted in famine of real life blessings. When you stop hearing the voice of God, when you stop receiving the word of God, then you stop the flow of life. So she entered a period of suffering and starvation and difficulties and hardship. And then she went from one man of God to the other until somebody said, what happened to you that your life turned around the negative? Where did you used to serve the Lord? And somebody said, go back to that place where you were when God was blessing you. So she returned, and within three months, God turned around her story. I dare to challenge you tonight. If there's something that you are doing in the times of your blessing that you stopped doing, and your blessings have been halted, go back to those things. Sin brings affliction, makes you vulnerable to sickness, disease, and affliction. That's how Psalm 107 verse 17 Psalm 119 verse 67 also says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. The man sick of palsy in, in St. Luke chapter 5 from verse 17 to 26 had to be forgiven before he could be healed, implying that sin was responsible for his affliction. But the most deadly one is that sin literally hands you over to death. The scripture says the wages of to the devil, the wages of sin is, is to, sin literally hands you over to death. The wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6.23. But James 1.15, James 1.15 says, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. No wonder Romans 5.12 says, wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Sin brings forth death, physical and spiritual death. You are better off staying off sin and keeping yourself far from iniquity and keeping iniquity from your tabernacle. Only Jesus has solution to sin as well as to death that is brought about by sin. Allow Jesus to take the center stage in your life. Sin hands over men to the devil. That's what 1 John 3 verse 8 says. Whoever commits sin becomes a subject, a slave, and a servant of the devil. But the good news is that Jesus came to destroy every work of the devil. 
And so when sin hands you over the, to the devil, the devil now does the master stealing, the master killing, and the master destruction. Just for a moment, reflect on what Satan did to Job. I know some of us are so intelligent and so brilliant and so civilized that there is no devil anywhere causing any problem. You can't find the devil anywhere causing any problem. But this is what the scripture says. In verse 12, the Lord said to Satan, Behold, Job 1.12, all that he has is in your hand. Don't lay hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. What happened after that? The sheep burnt with fire. The Chaldeans came against all their goods, stole the camels, killed every servant. The oxen plying in the field were taken away. A strange wind came, broke down the house, killed all the children. But we are too scientific to believe. I have seen terrible things happening. Because Christians refuse to acknowledge that the devil is the cause of the problem. Jesus said, the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. Even Jesus, our master, acknowledged that the crisis and the challenges he faced were orchestrated by the devil. Can you be greater than your master? Satan organized and inspired men and elements, using them to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Organizes accidents. A certain man reported to me the death of a first child and then the death of a second child. Both of them graduates, just barely finished university at a time when they should settle down and start building their lives. They, each one of them individually at various times got involved in an accident and died on the spot. Pathetic. So the entire family was now living in fear that other children could become victims of similar accidents. So they came for prayers. And I said, sir, the man is an engineer, very wealthy man. I said, sir, so what was the autopsy report from the first accident? I said, because I think this is no longer accidental. I think it's too recurrent to be incidental or accidental. He said, but it was just accident. It was just a case of chance. I said, all right, sir, what was the autopsy report? The first autopsy report, he said, yes, 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 there was an accident. He said, there was a banging of the chest. Yes, good, and then the ribs, baked, the ribs broke and then caved in and then heart punctured. I said, good. I said, okay. Three years later, another accident happened, claimed another son. I said, so what was the autopsy? He said, mm, similar, similar, similar. The ribs were broken, heart punctured. So I said to, her, to him, sir, I said, this thing repeating shows me that there is an invisible hand arranging these things, only using the accident as a camouflage. He said, I don't understand that. Sir. I quite appreciate you don't understand it, but this is our own field. I said, I'll give you some prayers to pray in the next 21 days. <laughs> I said, in the next 21 days, you will pray this prayer and bring me the results. He said, okay, sir. I said, so who is the dreamer in the family? He said, my wife, before she hits the bed, she's dreaming. He said, I don't take her dreams anymore. My wife and my daughter, two of them, they are just dreamers. I hit the bed, I sleep, no dream, I wake up, fine. I said, good. 
promise me you pray this prayer morning and evening. I give them the prayer to pray and they pray. I said, get a notebook and chart down for me. I say, Lord Jesus, you know all these things. This family needs to be helped because this thing is going to clear all the children except you do something. So the Lord became kind to us and merciful to us. I said, I'll see them in three weeks. I came back into Lagos. I saw them. The woman's notebooks were full. But the dreams were so plain, they wouldn't need extraordinary anointing for interpretation. I said, what do you understand by your dreams? The woman said, if these dreams are true and they mean what they are showing us, then somebody is behind this incident. I said, so what else do you understand? The man said, I think my half-brother is involved in this. I said, what's your relationship? He said, well, I help him. I'm much richer than him, but I help him. I help his children. Say, I love him. I do everything for him, but I know he's not happy. I said, good, good. I said, apart from that, he said, I remember one time I was invited into the court and I said, I'm not going to join. Rather, I said, I'll be a Christian and I'm a child of God. I said, very good. I said, what else? He told me. I said, okay, the first thing we'll do is that let's not focus on him. The devil is behind him. Take your focus off him. We're going to forgive him. And we did. I said, but I've got to put a return to the sender device because this thing I understand from what the Spirit is telling me will come again. He said, that's why we are here. So I told him to kneel down, we prayed. I told him, I want to see the entire family. Took them to sorting out. Prayed for them and said, Lord, put a return to sender on them. Everyone, if it comes, let it bang back. Because in witchcraft operations, they major in hatred. The only thing that stops them is terror. So, within six months of that prayer, the next assault came. The eldest daughter tripped, missed her step with the grandchild in her hand. And from the top, bang, landed. But there was an invisible hand that cushion, not a scratch. She was safe, the baby was safe. And she called the dad. Said, Dad, thank God for me, I accept what will have been fatal. So the man called me within the same hour. I said, thank God, it's over. Don't worry, it's gone back. He said, hey, what do you say? I said, it's gone back. Within another hour, he called back. He said that he just got a call from the village that an accident took place and that man's son was in the accident and he died on the spot. If they check the autopsy, it will be broken ribs, caved in, and punctured heart. He said, what do I do? I said, go and console with them. Do you know about it? He said, I don't know about it. Do you know what happened? <laughs> so he went home and gave them consolation. While he was there, he was about to leave. And he said, let us. He wanted to go and they said, no, pastor, you cannot go. They called him pastor. So you have to pray for us. He said, why? He said, we should have been gathered in your house at this time. To come straight with you. So he looked at himself. He said, Oh, I thought that young pastor was crazy. But it seems this is not drama physically. So he prayed with them. As soon as he got out of the place, he picked his phone and called me. He said, Sir, everything you said is true to the letter. I am here to announce to you tonight that every barrier to your overflow shall be dismantled tonight. I share this story with you to let you know that there's reality of a thief that steals. That kills and that destroys. He blocks the blessing. But Jesus said, 
I am going to give you an overflow. Abundance means overflow. But the overflow cannot come until the enemy is taken out. Stand to your feet. The first enemy that will be taken out is sin. Two kinds of sin have to be dealt with tonight. First sin to be dealt with. Everyone that has a bitterness, a pain in the heart, you have been offended, you've not cleared the sin. Would you please come out now and let us clear it? Because that is worse than committing sin. You know there's somebody you are yet to forgive because of what he did against you. And tonight I am saying, if you don't get rid of that bitterness, we can't move forward. Come out quickly. Let's get rid of it and ask God and tell God we are forgiven. We are not holding anything. Tell God. You saw what I told that man. I said, let's forgive your brother and take our focus off him because it's the devil we need to deal with. If we don't forgive him, we can't deal with the devil. There's somebody you need to forgive. You can't keep on this fasting without forgiving. You can't do 21 days fasting without forgiving. No, 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 no. It messes up your prayers. God has revealed there's going to be a flood of overflow and it's going to be terrific. So we must take the barriers out. That's why the message changed tonight. We must take the barriers. You come mention and say, Lord, such and such did to me, this to me. Lord, I'm forgiving him in your presence. I'm just telling you about him. Lord, I'm not going to be bitter anymore. I'm not going to hold in my mind. I let go. I let go, Lord. I receive the grace to let go. Pray. Pray for the person. Pray for the person. Lord, I let go. Lord, I let go. Your father, your mother, your uncle, your friend, your sister, your cousin, your sibling, whoever, 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 your pastor, and even if you think God offended you on behalf of God, I say, I'm sorry. Come and forgive God here tonight. Even if you think it's God that has done you bad, that has not been kind to you, and you are bitter with God, come, release your heart. Release that person from your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Ah... Lord, I'm doing this at your word because you said I should do it. Lord, I have obeyed your word. Let the barrier be removed today. Lord, let every bitterness, let every pain, let everything that is holding back your blessings be removed. Oh, God, be merciful to us tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, say after me, my Lord and my God, in your presence, at your altar, I am out here to forgive and to let go. I also have offended you at various times and you have forgiven me. I exercise my right to let go and I willingly let go, willingly from my heart. I forgive. Mention the name of the persons, of the person. Mention, I forgive so and so. At this altar, say again, I will not seek opportunity for vengeance. I will not be bitter anymore. Father, give me opportunity to love and to bless. To love and to bless in the name of Jesus. So before you rise up, pray for the person. Ask God's blessing on the person. Wish the person well. Wish him well. Wish him good. Pray for his blessing. Pray for his blessings. Pray for his blessings. And say, Lord, bless him. Lord, bless her. Lord, just do something good for them. Lord, visit them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I destroy that yoke of bitterness. I free you from that bondage. And every barrier mounted by the devil to block your blessings, I command the barrier to crash 
Thank you, Father. You are free. The peace of God settle your heart. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. So that barrier is gone. Everybody say that barrier is gone. If you realize in my story, the first thing I told the man after we all concluded that the man knew something about what was happening was that we must forgive his half-brother. And you know, I went on a vengeance mission. Should I tell you what I did? I went on the crusade in that village. Got <laughs> all the Ogoni people and lashed them. I did crusade seven years and I told them, if you are not prepared for me, I'm coming back next year. All the witches get ready. I'll kill all of you. But none of them died. <laughs> I, I will let them to Christ. And they were happy. And at the end, that half-brother pleaded, pleaded that he wanted me to pray for him personally. Because if I didn't pray for him personally, he would be under a weight for the rest of his life. I was reluctant. So later on, I went and prayed for him personally. He learned a lesson. Never to send evil out to people. Praise the Lord. Now the next thing that must be removed. You saw it in Jeremiah. Your sins have held back your blessings. Sincerely speaking, knowing that we are in the presence of the Lord. If you know such things that are holding back your blessings, come to this altar. Now, come and tell God about it. Lord, I am sorry. I want it removed. And if you've been struggling with anything, come to the altar. That, that struggle will be broken. That will be total liberty. So if you want to come, come now. This is not what they did against you. It's what you know you are doing against yourself and against God, which you don't like. You're struggling. Just come to the altar and talk to the Lord about it. Because I see that heaven is ready to give us overflow. Overflow, and I told you from the first day, overflow is personal. It's not general. It's personal. Don't block your own overflow. Just come, settle it with the Lord. What your heart tells you, what your conscience tells you to get rid of, get rid of it. And what you know you are helpless to handle. You've tried, you've struggled on your own. I am going to bring the anointing upon your life now. And that yoke will be destroyed. We have two minutes to do this. Let it be sincere from your heart. Not a, not a ritual, not a ceremony, but something from your heart with all your consciousness. Saying, Lord Jesus, I know you know what I'm going through. I know I cannot hide anything from you. Lord, I just want you to forgive me. This is the last time. Lord, help me, deliver me, take me out. Lord, I'm not going to, I'm not going to see redness of your eyes. I'm not going to see you frown. The Holy Spirit will not be grieved again with me. Lord, I'm just making it up today. Let your blood wash me clean. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone have the solution. You alone have the solution. Lord, you alone have the solution. I cannot hide anything from you. You know it. You know it. You see it. Lord, I just, I, just, I just tell you about it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I cannot hide anything from you. I am naked before you. You know my sitting down, my rising up, my walking out, my walking in, my lying down, and my rising up. You know everything about me. I am open to you. Have mercy on me. Forgive me. I will not struggle anymore. I depend on you. Deliver me 
set me free. Give me a new heart. Let sin not block my blessing anymore. Take it out of my life. Remember the blood of Jesus. Have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, you did nothing wrong. You committed no crime. You committed no sin. Yet you suffered. It was because of my sin. Lord Jesus, therefore, I receive the exchange. As you have taken my sin, I receive your righteousness. I receive your grace. I receive your strength to overcome. You've taken my weakness. Give me your strength. I receive strength today. As I call on your name, I receive freedom. Jesus, 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 in your name, I am forgiven. Jesus, 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 in your name, I am free. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray over you and bring the anointing upon your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your mercy. As you have showed me mercy, show them mercy. Your sins are forgiven. The yoke is destroyed. And every strange spirit accompanying those vices to keep you in bondage, I command to live in the name of Jesus. You are free. You are forgiven. You are cleansed. And now your blessing that have been held at bay, I command them to be released. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Now, church, stand up. Jesus is the only solution to the devil and to death. As for death, he has dealt with death. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 26, death is the last enemy that will be destroyed. He said the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Death remains the most dreaded enemy of mankind and is the last enemy that will be totally quashed. And when that happens, death shall be no more. But Jesus gave remedy already. What's his remedy? Jesus tasted death for every man. According to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9, that by the grace of God, he should taste death for every man. He became human so that he would be able to die. And he died already. And according to verse 14, he partook of flesh and blood so that through dying, he would deliver all mankind who have been held captive by the fear of death. So Jesus has come on the mission to restore and is the mission to create an overflow. There will be overflow in your life. Overflow of anointing. Overflow of joy. Overflow of power. Overflow of finances. Overflow of blessings. Can I hear another amen? amen? That's the mission of Jesus. He has abolished death. According to First Timothy, he has abolished death. We will not go into the details of that. But I want us to pray now. There was a year I came, if Pastor Agu can remember. Yeah, Pastor Agu, I want to remind you. We were in one location, not here. 
somewhere opposite one filling station. Eh? Thank you very much. And I stayed in a certain room with you and I was doing some very quiet things and was seeing people one by one. And then I asked Sister Shola to type some things for me and bring them out. And the thing she was typing was carrying her also. Then <laughs> you sat with me, don't forget, you sat with me in the hall, you, Pastor, in that room. Then somebody will come and I will say, watch this one, this one's going to happen, and this one's going to happen. And you saw like it was magic display. There was a lady there. It had been a problem to get a mortgage for years. The other thing, her husband had been a problem to get a job. After the devil left, the following day or two days later, they reported they got the job and they got the mortgage. Pastor Gurima said, wow, you know those things are real. Eh? They look like, what were we doing? But you know, the results are coming. I want to tell you that I have seen this in over 40 years that Satan man's roadblock to stop people's promotion. He just raises somebody and enters the person and says, this person will not be promoted. But when you take care of the devil, the promotion comes. Somebody just sent me a text two days ago and told me about her promotion that had been denied her for over six years. She came to me last time I said, no, 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 I can never deny him. And you know who they were using in her office? They were using a Christian, a born-again child of God, to block her. I said, kneel down there. Devil, get out of her way and get out of that woman that is blocking her. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. You can't operate again. Barely less than two weeks, she sent me a text. The mail arrived, her promotion confirmed. I say, every devil blocking your way will give way tonight. Yeah. Say, Father, this is my year of overflow. Everything I have lost. Everything I have lost. Every good thing that has been stolen from me. Over the years. My blessings. My progress. My joy. My marriage. My fortune. My life. My health. Wherever I have been robbed. Oh Lord, arise for me in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus Christ arise for me and stop the devil. Satan, I overcome you by the blood of Jesus. Get out of my way. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Out of my way by the blood of Jesus, get out of my way. I have been forgiven, I have also forgiven. I am a child of mercy, I am a child of mercy. Get out of my way. Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray
For those of you listening online, what I'm doing here is going to affect you. So get ready. Now, listen. The reason why we bring in the blood is that that is the innocent man who was condemned for us. As much as Jesus has been condemned for us, our condemnation has been transferred to him. His innocence has been transferred to us. On the ground of the blood, the devil has no right, no legal ground to assault you. Say, it is written that I overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by my testimony. Therefore, I declare every accusation, every barrier, every opposition standing against me against my blessing against my progress against my overflow against abundance against my joy in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus get out of my way go ahead and pray in the spirit for us the blood speaks 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 for us the blood let the blood speak here tonight 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 thank you father in jesus name we pray Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Somebody has been coming to sleep with you, indulge with you sexually, aggressively in your sleep, and you depressed. You've done everything. You have prayed. You have fasted. At times, just when you are finished intensive prayer, the thing comes up again. Tonight is the end. Yeah. You are beaten, you are assaulted in your sleep, you wake up sick. Tonight is the end. Yeah. There are visible, noticeable lacerations on your body after such encounter in your sleep. Tonight is the end. Yeah. That growth, that sudden sickness that came after you were fed, forcefully fed in your sleep. Tonight is the end. Yeah. Everything Satan has dropped and bumped into your life. Tonight is the end. Amen. Lift up your two hands. Say, Father, Father I, am open to you. I am open to you. It is written, it is written. Whatever, my whatever my father has not planted, whatever you have not planted in my life, shall be uprooted. I open my life to you. Any strange planting in my life, in my body, in my soul, in my mind, in my emotions, in my spirit that has been troubling me, planted by the enemy. I open my heart, oh Lord, 
let the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, dislodge it now. As I shout the name of Jesus, let there be liberty for me. Let there be freedom. Let every strange thing be uprooted now. Thank you, Father. Now keep quiet. Once I finish making declaration and I make a command and you hear the word fire, you shout Jesus. Every strange thing that has been bothering your life now will leave you because the anointing will destroy the yoke. My father, my father, as you have sent me, I have declared. It's your word I had tonight that I did what I did. The covenant of fire. The covenant keeping God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. You pass of darkness. You know how much you have resisted this meeting. But your God was busted. But God rose and his enemies were scattered. And as the wind drives away the smoke, even so you have been scattered. You cannot keep on blocking their overflow as a church and as individuals. You cannot. The blood of Jesus has taken care of everything. You just have to go. And at the sound of my voice, and I command, as I decree now, forcefully, whether you like it or not, you must leave. I release the fire! Right here, right here. Out! Jesus house. Get away from Jesus house. Get out from their families. Get out from their lives. Get out from their bodies. Capona, Zekeya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you for the freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout, I am, free. I am free. Say, Father, Father, let the overflow begin now. Go ahead and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Let the overflow begin now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me hear another amen. amen. One more amen. amen. It is done. Amen. Please be seated. <laughs> uh, God gave you a testimony after yesterday's prayer. Or you have a testimony to rejoice the heart of the people of God and to make us spring praise to God. Can I see your hand? Yes, you have a testimony. One, two, any other? You have a testimony. God did something. You can testify. God showed some goodness in your life. We want to praise God. We want to praise God. Maybe you got a healing yesterday. Oh, you went to, wow, the symptoms vanished. Uh, I want to wait for one week. Check it. Stop that nonsense. 
God took the same time away after the prayers yesterday. Just come out now and let's give glory to God. So let, let me have your first testimony. Second testimony follow. Any other person, you have a testimony. Just come, come over, come over, come over, come over. Third testimony follow. Just come over, just come over. God is good. Everybody say God is good. Say it like you mean it. Say it because you mean it. Yes. It's testimony number one. Good evening, church. Yesterday by five, I started getting ready for yesterday's service. But as the devil will have it, I started having Tommy upset. So I couldn't leave. So I turned on online and I said to God, I want to receive something today. And I did. When Pastor... Just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> when Pastor he said, Lyon. we should pray for healing, I have problem with my left ear because of too much tra traveling on the plane. And I touched my left ear. I prayed for healing. And I heard this pops noise. I went to bed. In the morning, there was a phone call that woke me up. Unconsciously, I picked the phone on my left ear. Usually, I do with my right ear. And I could hear properly with the left ear. That's number one. Last year, I went for sorting out. I had three prayer points. Actually, it was my daughter, my first daughter, that made me go. She insisted. I didn't want to because of the traveling. And she, then she paid. And I told her I needed some more money. She did. She said, is that all? And she made sure. I like those daughters. I went. <laughs> and I, I had three prayers. Her junior sister got married 10 years ago. So I was troubled. Why? I know... Fingers are not equal, but I wanted it to happen for her. Three men, different time, got engaged to her. Anytime we start preparing for the wedding, everything collapsed. And I told Pastor... <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Don't worry. I told him about it. We prayed. And he told me it would happen this year. And it did. There was this family I have known for over 40 years. I actually got married into the family 38 years ago. After five years in the marriage, the house I built, three houses at the age of 24, I was driven out of the house at midnight with only my 90. And I said to the man, I said, it is you that you think this house is important. For 33 years after I left, I couldn't even go past the streets. Talk less of going to the house. And I told Pastor about it. So he said, you're getting back your properties. I didn't believe him because I had written the properties off. And on the 28th of April, I was called that the man died. And that he told his lawyer that they should give me back all my properties. <laughs> Then the most important one to me, my, I, I had health issue. That's why I'm living in England, actually. Um, I had serious diabetic and high blood pressure. I inherited it too from my parents as the first child. I, I went, <laughs> so I think. So I, 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 I prayed about it with Pastor. He said, don't worry, it will go. After the sorting out three, I lost something in the in the hotel. I told Pastor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very bad with names. Not Pastor, the lady there. 
I told her about it, that I don't want noise about it. I knew I had to sacrifice something to get what I wanted. And true and behold, I went for my medical checkup. I do NHS and private. Diabetes disappeared. High blood pressure disappeared. Who did it? Next story. Let's get the next story. Something to praise God tonight. Something to praise God tonight. Something to praise God tonight. Something to praise shout for Lord. tonight. Something to shout praise for tonight. The Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to give God all the glory. I mean, for the first time, I mean, over the 80s, like, we we'll get up very in the morning because of a lot of jobs we have to do. So you say, okay, in your brain, you have the natural alarm day. But unfortunately, about 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, sleep apnea. You know, I have never been able to sleep. You know, so any slightest thing, if it is 4 a.m. before or anything that happens, I will not be able to sleep at least two or three hours. I've just been suffering that problem. I mean, if you don't sleep, you wake up in the morning, you are not really yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so yesterday we were praying and uh, Pastor mentioned uh, Somia and everything came. I mean, so I just said, Lord, I'm battling with so many other things, but this sleep, you give it your beloved sleep. And they have mentioned this condition, Lord. I really want to sleep because I am your child. I know that I'm your child. I have no other father but you. Lord, give me sleep. So God's glory for the first time. I didn't even do the prayer we we're doing. I woke up about 7 a.m. So I just want to just thank God that I was able to And sleep. it is permanent. Amen. It is permanent. Amen. It is permanent. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Next. Something to thank God for. Something to praise God for. Yes. Just come over there. Thank you. Um, my testimony is financial breakthrough. Um, I'm struggling financially. Um, about two years ago, we had a fire in the house. And everything got burnt. The, the, the church office knows about it. To cut it a long story short, this morning, I just got an alert on my phone with thousands of pounds deposited in my account that I did not know where it come from. But the bank said they're owing me money and they deposited the money. We only started the fast and to God be the glory, I thank God. You do not Overflow! 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 It's just beginning. Rise to your feet. Say, Father, thank you for the overflow. It has started. All right, let me just do what the Spirit is laying on me. All of you who want a healing touch, file out now. Just come, on. come, come here now. Now, there's an anointing that's going to be on this floor. You need healing. 
There's an anointing that will be on this floor. you believe the Lord will heal you? Yes. Look at me. Don't pray. Look at me. Do you believe God will heal you? Yes. i give you a tip. Jairus came to Jesus and reported a case. Most times Christians report their case, but they make no demand. He said, my daughter is lying home, sick and dying. That's reporting the case. I like that woman's story. Years of diabetes and high blood pressure. Come. She actually relocated this country for health reasons. Property held for over 30 years. 33 years. Now think about it. Only Jesus does this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help me tonight. I will obey you, Lord. Jairus reported a case. So report your case to God now. Say, Lord, this is what is happening. And I don't want it. This is what I don't want, Lord. This is what is happening. Report the case as it is. Now he's had you. Say thank you, Father, for hearing me. Say thank you, Father, for hearing me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now look at me. Make a demand. Jairus made a demand. Said, come and lay hands on my daughter and she will live and not die. By implication, she'll be totally healed, free from the sickness, and she will no longer die. I left her dying at home. So he said, come and lay hands on him. That was the demand. Come and lay hands on him. But she will live and not die is a conclusion. Jairus concluded what would happen to his daughter once Jesus comes to lay hands on him. Look at me. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. Woman, I don't know what you need from God, but let me show you something. Do you believe I carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Father, let this anointing like fire enter this piece of cloth now. Woman, when this drops on your hand, this anointing I'm crying on will be on you. If you don't put her down, you will go down with her. I'm telling you the truth. Everybody say fire. fire. I want this fire on this floor where you're standing. I'm going to release this fire to run on the floor. 
Once the fire starts running, I want you to make your conclusion before I release the fire. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe your servant that you are releasing the healing fire on this floor right now to effect my healing. As I make contact with the fire, any sickness, disease, affliction in my body shall be consumed and taken out. Thank you, Jesus. Bring that woman up. Bring her up. Bring her up. Bring her up. Lord, let her be strong. Let her be strong. Let her be strong. Receive strength in Jesus' name. My dear, where you are, where you are. Come and tell me. Come and help me touch that woman so that she can be strong. Just touch her. Just touch her so that she can be strong. Okay, lift her up. Come over, come over, come over, come over. Climb up, just come up. Just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. What happened to you? It's my shoulder. Yeah. It was just one Sunday. Yeah. Monday morning, yeah. I just wake up. I couldn't lift up this shoulder. Yeah. I came to church on Sunday. I wear everything. But on Monday morning, I was going to walk. I couldn't just lift his hand. I couldn't lift it. I couldn't lift it. Yeah, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Oh. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, my hand is free. My hand is free. My hand is free. My hand is free. Up. Just keep on, just keep on going up. My hand is free. Stop. Keep on going up. My hand is free. Keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. Thank you. Everybody say miracle in progress. Ah, shout it. My hand is free. My hand is free. Shout it. Shout it. My hand is free. My hand is free. Shout it again. My hand is free. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. That is what anointing does. Now, notice it. The hand did not experience freedom until she said, my hand is free. That was a conclusion. Anointing will be useless to you except you make a conclusion and a declaration. Say, Father, Father I am stepping on this holy ground for my healing. Complete healing. Thank you, Jesus. As I contact this anointing, the healing fire will consume every sickness and every disease in my body. And I will be back here with my testimony. Father, for those listening online, I am releasing the fire. Please, this fire is going to be on your television box or on your screen, on your phone as you make this declaration. Say in the name of Jesus, I make contact with the anointing. Do one of these or two of them, whichever you like. Take your shoes and make contact with the background after I have prayed. After I have released the fire. Or your hands, your bare hands. I just need a part of your body to connect with the flowing anointing. In the name of Jesus. Don't say anything I'm praying now. My father, my father. This is between you and I. Let this altar be electrified 
with the fire and anointing of the Holy Spirit. If there is any demon responsible for it, let that demon be troubled and sent out. Every element of sickness and disease to be consumed. And Lord, I send the same fire by the token of your word to those laptops, phones, iPads, or whatever they are using to view or television boxes. Keta Rapemo Serenia. Fire! In the name of Jesus. Make the contact now. And after you make the contact, make the conclusion, I am healed. I am healed. I am free. Make the contact. And then you can go back and celebrate. Go back and celebrate. After you have made the contact, just go back and celebrate. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. Go back and celebrate. And tomorrow you are coming back with your testimony. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Bring me the mic. Bring me the mic. Come close to me. Your miracle shall be permanent. Now you testify. Testify. Tell them. I didn't testify earlier because it wasn't done yesterday, but it was done the last time Reverend Joe prayed for healing. I've been anemic since, I don't know, just after seven, age of seven, so for over 40 years. I've been on iron tablets, on and off. Um, when it's really bad, I have to take three a day, and when it's not, um, I have to take one a day. But last time Reverend Joe prayed, um, I prayed that anemia will no longer be my story. That was one thing. And at a point, I was being injected in my elbows and my wrist for pains, really severe pains, because I carry a laptop bag and really heavy bags to work. So the longer shot of it was they had to do uh, several adjustments for me at work, how I sit, what I sit on, etc. And I prayed that, Lord, when I come to church, I don't want to be restricted in how I lift my hands up. I want to be able to praise you. I want to be um, not constrained. And uh, um, uh, what's it called? The thing they used to inject in me will not be my story for the rest of my life. But anyway, when Reverend Joe came, I prayed for healing for the three things. And for the last two years, I mean, I'm over 50. I started having liver and whatever else my parents made for me as a child. I, I was having, like I said, um, iron tablet. And then I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling well. And he said I had too much iron in my, tablet, in my body. Um, and I needed to get off the iron tablets. And then I thought, did I hear right? For over 40 years, I've been on iron tablets. And my husband sort of explained it away that, oh, you know, it's this and it's that, and, you know. And then I thought, okay, maybe it is. So on and off, I'd still take it. And then I went back, I still wasn't feeling well. And the doctor said, did you do what I told you to do, to stop taking iron tablets? It's, there's too much iron in your blood. So for the last, well, since that visit to the doctor, and I'm talking about a few months now, I haven't taken one iron tablet. Um, <laughs> and they haven't injected me with steroids anymore. My, my wrist is free, my elbow is free, and 
and I thank God for that. And now I am believing that the pain that started in the last two months, I, I wake up and I have pains in my hips and I can't explain it. It is gone in Jesus' name. Go on, give God a clap of for God. Go on, let's celebrate God. Celebrate God. Go on, say thank you to God. 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 Say thank you. Go on, say thank you to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord.